Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Men can't wank with one hand and point with the other. That's not how, it, that's not how life is. <laughs> that's, a, that's an amazing analogy. Hey, and welcome to the second episode of the 33% Majority. Uh, this is a talk show where you'll find three friends each fighting for their 15 minutes of fame. I'm your host, the main and proper host, Tom Hutchinson. I'll, uh, I'll correct you there. I'm the host, the only, the true, the one and only, Ashley Hall. No, I think you'll find I'm the host, Alex Springthorpe. Uh, before we begin, uh, just a massive thank you to everyone who listened, followed, shared and got in touch off the back of episode one. Thank you all so much. It's been great reading everything and actually seeing people listen to this weird thing we do. It, it does mean the world. So yeah, massive thank you from me as well. And hopefully we can carry on with this with your support. And yeah, it just means a lot. So thank you guys. It's super nice to know that complete strangers are listening to our conversations and maybe keeping a little part of them rent free in their heads. <laughs> <laughs> It's something we've been workshopping for a while and it's just, it's awesome seeing it all come together. So yeah, big thanks from all of us. After today's episode, please, everybody head over to our Instagram or Facebook, which is at the 33% majority, and just let us know what you think. Any suggestions, any feedback at all, please, we beg. Um, With that, I will jump straight in. Um, Tom, we spent many hours in our youth playing Call of Duty's Black Ops Zombies. Yes, 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 love it. What a game. And Ashley... Ashley, word on the street is, you're pretty tight with that Lord Shax from Destiny Land. <laughs> I love Destiny 2. I think it's such a good game. Absolutely. See, I've been thinking about making an video game of my very own. Um, and I think with your help, you can, you can help me out, because I'm just missing a couple of little bits here. Um, so I thought we could maybe workshop some <laughs> just things. A, so all just I'm missing a few is the, bits. He's got a development team. I'm missing the plot, the characters, and any and all design elements. So, Well, you guys like COD, and there's... there's there's no plot to that. No, that's a joke. That's a joke. There's plot. Any any COD fanboys out there? I didn't mean that. There's, I'm sure there's plot and lore galore. <laughs> there was quite a lot of plot to the Second World War, which was covered extensively in a, a very recent Call of Duty. Listen, game. the Second World War, dead plot. <laughs> oh, Jesus I don't mean We're not that. even. Anybody listening? Uh, big respect to, to veterans and whatnot. Like a movie, if it's a dead plot, I ain't watching it a second time. I'm definitely not doing a second Second World War. <laughs> I think if you did, you'd have to call it Third World War. And I don't think the marketing team would be nearly as good. I hate it already. I'm not doing it. So, video game, can you go, Can we workshop a plot, please? A plot okay. to an actual do we video have, game. Do we have like a, an antagonist, or are you the antagonist? Because if you're the antagonist, that sets us up. Uh, I think it loosely based off me, a, a slightly more roguish character. He's definitely in better shape than me. Very good at parkour. Good jumps. Excellent sports, plus three to all athletics. Maybe it could be a spin on our little podcast in the sense that, you know, we've been doing this for like 30 years or 33 years and like we're proper tight and mm. Alex, you go rogue and Ash and I get, I don't fucking know, this is... Uh, we could be the bad guys, <laughs> Tom, no, I like where this is going. So Alex is roguish presenter number one and we yes. are 
Not as roadish. Uh, if you imagine us like The Matrix, Mr. Smith's, Alex, you're not going to get that because you're a fucking toddler who's never seen a film. Mm-mm. But we'll be like Agent <laughs> don't, Smith. Don't know that one. And we'll just be like trying to trying to take away Alex's roguish podcast personality and make him make him talk like a robot and only discuss the weather. You know, subjects okay. that are just arbitrary and have have very little meaning. Unlike the dick sucking conversation we always have, we want him to talk about the weather, how good the government is, um, and how great it is that we are all living in this lovely capitalist system we have. The capitalist so, simulation. I, I think you've got a really important in any video game. I demonstrated really well in Grand Theft Auto's five th- installation. The the prologue intro section has got to be a great way to in- introduce mechanics, uh, some action, really draw the audience in. So I think we're sat down, we're recording episode 4,986. And and Ashley, you say something and it, it rubs me up just in, in all of the wrong ways. Ignites and it's like, fury. It does, it does. And like the, the player's there and it's like four options of speech and you've got to press, no matter what you press, it's overridden by me going, no, you're wrong and I won't have this any longer and I unplug my microphone. Oh, and then that's where you start and it's like, the, you know the CJ in Grand Theft Auto when he's like, oh shit, here we go again. We'll have you like unplugging your mic and then you'll step out from your desk I assume you're at a desk, I haven't seen your situation. But yeah, you step out from your desk and then that's when the third person camera over the shoulder kind of zooms out from you, shows the back of your head, yes. then shows you standing up and you walk out of the door, see the squirrel in your back garden and that's where the game starts. And it's like, it's a survival third person open world game where essentially I go about <laughs> this this massive world and I'm collecting all of the artifacts needed to start my own rival podcast the 100% majority <laughs> it's just it's just life it's like a really bad video game because you've just got to like go mic shopping and start an Instagram but no no no, no. it's <laughs> like this is this is episode 4900 whatever it's a dystopian future none of these things exist anymore there's been several apocaly- apocalypses so apocalypses. I've got to go around I'm trying to find you know in, in the year 2111 I'm going out and I'm trying to find a blue yeti and oh my god who's got old style USB connectors nowadays nobody does but it's all I know everything is synthetic biological cables and you're like no I don't want that bullshit plugged into me I don't want it to record my thoughts so Alex you said that it's going to be like sort of survival and open world based so does that mean yeah. like how much of your life and the survival based elements are we going to actually be focusing on like you're obviously going to have Zero. to no 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 right okay you're walking through a desolate wasteland uh, and there's explosions and guns there's war but it's not mentioned at any point during the video game it is all just like the check the checkpoint marker in the top left all it says is gotta find msi gs 76 qe to edit podcast on and that's it and i'm just trying to find a laptop with so there's no sleeping no eating no no. uh no No right okay so so really really not survival based or really very video gamey at all okay i like it no it's just it's a really big map and the whole game is you've just got to walk along it (laughs) it's a really big map but the map but the only important places are like tech shops and the office You have, to, you have a really, you have a particular run-in with bad customer service, and one of your options is to headbutt the guy behind the counter who's wearing like full Mad Max regalia. And I, I don't think that's mentioned at all. But like, okay, I'm really happy because we've got a plot, we've got a character. It's me, but podcast bad boy. I've broken bad in podcast land. 
Um, <laughs> What's the equivalent of that now? What, what is Breaking Bad podcast-wise? I have to know. You've just gone it's, rogue from the platform. It's it's no longer podcasting. It's just putting people into corners and conversing at them. Just talking at them it, for It's when you're 90% of the way through editing a very, very good episode uh, and then Audacity does that thing where it is Audacity and it breaks into pieces. That's what Breaking Bad is. Naming your application Audacity is brave. It's like calling a kid Jesus, isn't it? You've set some real fucking high expectations. Hi, this is my software. It's Ugh. called Audacity. I cannot <laughs> believe the... Uh, what's the word? Terrible uh, joke. Terrible joke. Wait, Stop. I can't, Terrible I can't joke. think of the word. Is it... Could it be the nerve? The the gumption? The gall? The gall. Or maybe... I can't, oh, I can't believe the Windows Media Player. <laughs> I can't it's believe YouTube Mixer isn't doing this all for me. This is <laughs> I'm furious. It's the Instagram Live edit thing, you know, where they're like, you can put a filter over it, but it's a vocal filter, so you just sound like Invader Zim. <laughs> I d- I, what I'm going to do in post, actually, is I'm going to find out, firstly, who that is, and then secondly, <laughs> I'm going to get all sorts of plugins, bit, bits and bites to, to garble your voice in. So you Alex is like going to get so many fucking computer viruses. If you, if you go on the internet and type in, like, voice changer, I guarantee, like, 80% of them just want your date of birth, your credit card details. It's not hot singles in your area, it's it's hot audio quality in your area. (laughs) It's NT-USB mini this way, and that's it, because I've got to get this podcast released. Do do we have like an episode where you have to fight an exec from a company because you want to use their platform? Yes, you're like, one of the so. final bosses is Big Daddy Bezos, and he's like, Amazon aren't going to show your podcast unless you can beat me in hand-to-hand combat. But no, I don't think it is hand-to-hand combat. I think it's just, it's almost like a strategy game at this point, and you're you're taught in, like, you're negotiating with, with the Bezel boss. Um, you're, you've got to choose the right inputs, you've got to use persuasive argument, you've actually got to, in real life, create and then scan in a PowerPoint presentation to show to Bezos. You've got to deliver it well. Uh, you've got to be able to demonstrate good return on investment. You've got, like, the little paperclip in the corner. Would you like help? <laughs> yes, I think Did, I would. I yes, remember Clippy. that Clippy got a lot of hate, but I've seen fan art of Clippy pregnant, so mixed bag. That's the rule, th- rule 34. You're going fi- to find Actually, content. Actually, I don't of- like that one. <laughs> have you seen the clip uh, I was going to say the clip art but that's kind of ironic isn't it um, <laughs> have you seen the artwork of Clippy if, if any of you out there I, I implore you to google if any of you Clippy, have some just let uh, me know please email it, it to the3pm at gmail.com any clip art about paper clips being done in ways that oh, you can't no. imagine <laughs> Clippy's oh, no. Clippy's not the boss. Clippy's actually in the uh, in the screen. You know, like your little helper. You know, in Zelda, you had that little fairy that was like this way. It's just Clippy going. Yes. Have you tried singles in your area? <laughs> and then it turns out he's actually the bad guy at the end. That's the big twist: is that Clippy was the bad guy all along. What would the name of my video game be? Something really pretentious. Podcast and adventure. <laughs> <laughs> The podcast outcast. That's really good. Really good. Going rogue. Wav. <laughs> Alex Springthorpe into the audioverse. Ooh, I like that. It's got your name on yeah. it too. It's like a Tom Clancy Splinter Cell game. 
I'm liking this. I think that sets itself up for, for like, sequels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. I'd like, I'd like Tom to be a boss. Sorry, I, say that again. I want Tom to be a boss. I want you to be... <laughs> I don't want to be a boss. I want to be, like, the first... I want to be the practice guy. You know, like, that, that one guard in Assassin's Creed that's, <gasps> like, blind, deaf... He stood on the edge of the building and you just like walk up to him and he's like, oh, I hope nobody pushes me to my death. <laughs> I'll be like that, only I'll be stood and you'll have to garrot me with a microphone cable. I've known Tom a lot longer than I've known you, Ashley. Uh, I think he knows more of my weaknesses. Yeah, he'd, be the, that's, he'd be the better boss because I, I think your and weaknesses are like a decent sandwich and a crap joke. Oh, I mean, not even a decent sandwich. <laughs> Just meat and bread. I'm pretty happy. I know I could defeat you immediately if I just tied you to a chair and put a film on in front of you, and just Ooh. any film that isn't no. Back in the Future. You wouldn't. You can't. I'm forced to watch Finding Nemo two, Finding Dory. <laughs> but Tom, what about the Geneva Convention? I'm going to make you watch 2001: A Space Odyssey, and that will end you. I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> I can't let you do that. <laughs> I've not even heard of that one. It sounds yeah. awful. It's a really it's, wow! It's a Stanley Kubrick fr- film. He's fucking. Yeah. I don't know who that one is either. He made a Clockwork Orange. Yeah, he did, and it was amazing. He made what? Yep, a Clockwork Orange. He didn't actually make a Clockwork Orange. He made a film called Clockwork Orange. Yeah. He didn't like. I've put a. a I've heard of annoying of orange. <laughs> yeah, they're oh, about that, the same level artistically, it? you know. Is that it? Is that the one that it yeah, is? Yeah, Annoying Orange and Clockwork Orange. They're actually inspired by each other. It's hard to say which one came first. <laughs> <laughs> Did Philip Pullman write that novel, Tom? Is I it have Philip absolutely... Pullman? I have no fucking clue. I have no idea. We need I'm to gonna get be honest. A, uh, someone who can check these things for us. Because I, I feel be like on... using my phone during this is prohibited. It probably is a little oh, it bit. Is. But I think that when it comes to Stanley Kubrick, like... I understand his his relevance when it comes to cinema, but I find majority of his films to be like very very pretentious. Like they're very high concept, and I don't know, like very very artsy to a point where I don't get much enjoyment out of them, except for Full Metal Jacket. That one. Full, is, Full Metal uh, Jacket is a film that I think everybody should watch. Full Metal Jacket, The Shining, uh, and Space Odyssey, all good films. He did make actors like refilm a lot of the the scenes like i think it was 124 times or 122 times someone might have to hear anyone listening check that before you believe me because i'm probably wrong but i'm fairly sure he made people remade do takes like a hundred times or so which i think is is what i would do for for us every time a joke just that's one of the mini games in inside of the video game (laughs) that's one of the mini games though is like you've got to you've got to redo a take you've got to redo a take you've only got so much storage on the hard drive um, and it's your you're breaking out into a very competitive podcast market uh, and it's just got to be bang on so it's me just constantly going hey and welcome to the 33 fuck Hello, welcome to the 100% majority. And I've, I've, got to, I've got to get it right because I just keep goofing it up. And that's when we learn there's a redemption arc. There's a big redemption arc where I've, I've just got to try and worm my way back into your lives, guys. Because without you, although I am 100, really I'm zero. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's, so that's, the, that's the message at the end of the game. The screen goes dark and you just left sat there mm-hmm. looking at your reflection in the TV thinking, Jesus, fuck. But I it's spent like $30 that, on this. That... That message comes up literally, 
you're just walking along a long highway and you've just it's the same recycled like 70 recycled assets of a tumbleweed in a bush and your arms are just moving left right left right very linearly the legs don't move and you walk along this highway for 40 minutes and then suddenly (laughs) without them from it's all shot from third person and your character's just t-posing the whole way in all fairness though alex (laughs) you've actually you've actually described a real like Actually, I think something that would be quite decent because Hideo Kojima did that in a Metal Gear Solid game where you had to climb up a ladder for like 10 minutes and halfway up they played a really nice bit of music. And although it sounds really disgustingly boring and it was the same reused animation and textures, it was actually quite touching. So, I mean, that ending to your video video Instead of touching and heartwarming music, it would literally just be after 40 minutes I go, (gasps) no. I need them. Oh. Fade to black, credits roll, that's it. That's the game. Ooh, and it's like, there like is it. no satisfaction to it at all. People are going to hate it, but because they hate it, they love it. IGN, 10 out of 10. Welcome to my video game. Will there be a message, like, at the end, after the credits, that say literally just our three names? Does it say, like, Alex Springthorpe will return? Or something like that? <gasps> Alex so. brushes his hand over a dusty monitor, and it's just pictures of me and you that say, M-I-A, in capitals. <laughs> Dusty monitor, picture of me and you. <laughs> MIA, all capitals. I think, and I'm 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 the host now, but before I before I rip oh. the subject away from you and don't let you have your little video game, I'd like to let you know that I think that from Tom's point of Metal Gear Solid's music, video game music is the purest form of music. It is only there to improve what you've already spent your money on. Nobody buys a game because of the soundtrack, but the soundtrack makes or breaks the game. Shadow of the Colossus, the soundtrack. Oh my giddy arms. Impeccable, impeccable, yeah. Oblivion, Skyrim, the soundtracks. Devastatingly good. Like, mm-hmm. really good. Hideo Kojima nails Mario it. Mario Kart, in... Coconut Mall. It's a track, <laughs> it's a banger, it's an anthem. So, now that I'm the host, mm-hmm. I'd like to let you both know that my segment is going to be a little bit more a little bit more touchy-feely because I think Ooh. that we need to discuss people's inability to separate morality from legality. So, we all agree that there are some laws that universally make sense. You know, uh, don't, don't, kill don't kill people. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Murder isn't, murdering isn't a good one. I don't murdering, get should be zero out of ten that. on TripAdvisor. Don't get murdered and don't murder if you can help it, really. Don't, essentially, <laughs> don't make people go meet God right quick. That's that's the best way to think yeah, about it. Yeah, don't, don't push them towards like a meeting they don't want to go to. So yes. yeah, that's, that's a really a easy legality. one, isn't it? That's that. And also it works with religion too. So religion comes into law and it probably shouldn't, but it does. So morality, religious morality and law and legality, murder bad. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But then mm. you start getting onto grey areas um, and this isn't a grey area, but it was 200 years ago, in slavery. So we know morally that we live in an age where slavery is disgusting. And it always has been, but it's only in the last 200, well, less than the last 200 years, to be quite honest. It's only in the last couple of generations that the morality of slavery has pushed us towards making it illegal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do we feel that there are any laws today in England, because we don't have a, I assume that we don't have a vast knowledge of laws abroad, that aren't moral. And I'll start, I think, making substances illegal, and I mean most substances by this, is wrong. It's not very cool. We're all adults, and I think if you want to do LSD, or shrooms, or weed, or, or any of the... even I mean, to a, to a certain degree, every, su- every substance banned is 
somebody else saying, well, I know better than you and I know that you shouldn't be allowed this because you won't be able to control how much you want it in the case of addictive drugs or you won't be able to control the side effects. And the counter argument is if they were legal and researched and available in the same way that paracetamol is, overdoses would go down because you'd be certain of what you were you know, imbibing. You'd know that, oh, this, this LSD is X, Y, Z, and I know that my body is X, Y, Z, so I can take this much before something goes wrong. Making things illegal makes them available on black markets where the quality can't be controlled. Tell me I'm wrong. Give me a counter-argument. No, I, I fully agree with you on that. And my But my basis on that would be if you were legalising all drugs, it would have to be globally because there are only certain climates where you can manufacture these drugs. Um, and that's where I think the morality side of things comes in. Uh, because if in the UK, yeah, it's totally fine. Yummy down this delicious cocaine. It's been tested. We know what's in it. We know the right amount of dose for this, for you to have a good time. Uh, and it is socially acceptable. If it is being grown in an environment where there is um, dangers just present in terms of the manufacturing side of things and even to come back around onto the, like the, the slave labour side of things where people are just trapped in this environment of manufacturing this drug then I think that then becomes an issue. If it was legal everywhere, yeah, it'd be being made in labs and it'd be, you know, uh, there would be... Chic hip companies that are the ones that are making it, not s- slaves. Yeah. yeah. There'd be, yeah. like, competition laws in place in the same way there is petrol. Another major issue with manufacturing things on a large scale is everywhere where there are drugs being manufactured illegally... There's a black market for it, which means there is there's crime, there's violence. I mean, even mm-hmm. even in stuff like weed. Oh yeah. So in a lot of the forests in America, in Northern America, where there are, well, it's not. I don't even think it's Northern America. I'll do some. I'll do some inducive research into that. But the other day, I was listening to somebody talk about how there's all these uh, weed grows in forests in America because you can't get to them very easily. They have to carry everything by hand. Yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. growing their weed. And it started off, you know, kind of 60s, 70s. Oh, we'll, we'll grow our own weed and we'll sell it. And it was hippies and, and people just chilling, having little communes, living, surviving off the land and growing your weed and selling it. And then the quality starts to go up. So how much you can charge for it starts to go up. So it's no longer, oh, it's me and eight of my friends growing weed for, you know, a couple of hundred people that we all have met or know. And it starts being, we grow thousands of tons of marijuana. We sell it, you know, in America to people we don't know. And it's going X, Y, Z. And then the government takes over and manufactures theirs. So you have to start, as a as a, as a hippie running a, a little growing place, you'd then have to start either upping your quality lowering your price or growing more to make up for the difference so you end up taking over patches of land and then you end up having squabbles with other people who have land in the area all the violence and suddenly you're no longer a hippie you're just involved in the capitalist regime and you are you're not just sticking it to the man you are the man you are yeah, the man and yes. that's the same thing in any in anything produced that gets bigger than certain size you become the bad guy and it's it's a terrifying sobering thought for anybody that makes anything or grows something or sells anything is that one day you'll be so big you won't love it anymore but i think legalizing all the substances and allowing people to grow their own shit and make their own shit is good but i'm aware that lots of people are fucking morons so you'll have people trying to make their own meth where they blow themselves up so it would need to be produced by government which is also a problem because as we all know there's nothing more corrupt than large organization yeah but i think i think to be fair ash though when it comes to like all substances my personal opinion is that some drugs occur naturally 
and others are manufactured, right? Most drugs so, are manufactured. Even weed isn't. People go, oh, well, weed's a plant. Yeah, but opium starts off as a plant. True, true. But there's a lot less that goes into converting a marijuana plant into a, a big doobie than there is to create um, cocaine or LSD or whatever. Yeah. I suppose the point that I'm trying to make, though, is that the ones that are, are the most naturally occurring, you could argue, are in some ways a lot safer than alcohol. Um, but we still consume alcohol and we understand well, that the risks involved. Exactly. And then that would come into it. But I think my my sort of concern around, you know, laws that are immoral mm. is that in Amsterdam and a, a large number of states in America now, marijuana is legal, right? You 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 can buy it from shops, it's taxed, it's controlled, you know, people understand the correct ways to buy it and therefore there, there's less black market dealing of marijuana. However, the flip side of it is is that anybody that was incarcerated for selling marijuana or a drug offence relating to marijuana has had their charges dropped and they've been released from prison. And so I think when you look at the UK in that, you know, we are similar in a lot of ways to a lot of European countries. We're similar in a lot of ways to America. Some not so good and some maybe a bit better, but that's a different argument. But we still have a number of people that are probably in prison due to... You know, America still has marijuana. thousands of people in prison for marijuana crimes, which I think is exactly. fucking ridiculous. Imagine if you were in prison for possession or, or growing or, or yep. dealing, and you can see now that there's people running businesses off it. And it comes down, a lot of people say yep. that, uh, I read something the other day where someone was saying that it's racist as fuck, and I completely concur. Why is, I know that it's legal now and it wasn't then, but why are most of the people in prison for marijuana-related crimes in America, why are most of them black? And why are lots of the people running businesses based around marijuana sale, usage, and all the paraphernalia that goes with it, why are most of them white, legitimate white. businessmen now? And where are we getting these statistics from, or are these, these just wild assumptions? Uh, I will send you links to the thing that I read the other day, but I can't remember where it was cited. I just, I, I just, it, it sounded like you were off the cuffing and making, making an example out of nothing. <laughs> no, no, this, that's a legit thing. Uh, I'll find the thing for it. Hang on. I mean, to kind uh, of come full circle on it, to come yeah. all the way back round to, to the start of the question of legality versus morality, and kind of to, to tie in um, tax and everything. So, for example, um, a business sets up in the UK. Um, and they come up with an idea for a very unique idea and they provide a service. Um, they set up a business in the Cayman Islands um, and essentially lease the idea to the UK-based company who make £50 billion a year off of this idea. At the end of the year, the owner of both companies sends an invoice from the Cayman Islands to the UK for the lease of that idea, and it's £50 billion, the UK-based company has made no money, the company in the Cayman Islands has made £50 billion, where there are no tax laws. That is a legal process, you are able to do it. Morally, though... It's a, a massive grey area. Morally, it's a huge grey area. How can you have... Well, it's not even a grey area, it's, it, you'd consider it wrong. Hoarding, in any, in any cases, hoarding is... Like, being a billionaire is legal. That's fine, that's wonderful. People are starving to death. Being homeless is almost a crime. 
Look at the way that the world operates. If you're homeless, you're moved off from where you're sleeping. And I understand that it's you know, it's considered unsightly. There's lots of signs saying, oh, no, no bloody languishing around in this area. Why is loitering a crime? Why can't I, <laughs> Standing. an individual, stand where the fuck I want? I understand private property. I get that. But loitering in the streets... Is some bullshit. It's public property. It's you, you homie. Taxes. My taxes pay for that shit. I'll stand yes. there all year round if I want to. Mm. Li- I think to the- be fair. Speaking of taxes as well, one of the crazy things to me, I, I don't know which country it is, but there is a country in the world that sends um, individuals who pay their taxes an actual breakdown, oh, a breakdown. of what all of their of what all of their tax money was spent on. And so then when it comes to elections with their governments, if they realise that, you know, there was a huge increase in military spending and, a, you know, a huge portion of their tax money was spent on, you know, armaments and whatever, all that kind of stuff, but there hasn't been a war for ages and there's no tensions, and so why are we doing that? It raises... it gives people the ability to go, okay, well, maybe this other party who's promising to pump more of the taxpayers' money into, uh, you know, uh, education and into fixing, you know, problems regarding homelessness and stuff like that, mm. you can make a more educated decision. Whereas here in the UK, we pay our tax money, you know, we pay our taxes. They're just taken out of our uh, out of our paychecks. Um and we have no clue what their, what that money is spent on until we find out that the prime minister gave money to you know not the prime minister I, I suppose I think the closest we can else, get but... with that is at the end of the year I get a council tax statement about what, what my council tax will go on and they charge me twenty pounds extra for, to take my bin away. It's not like I've taken wheels off it. It's it's, it's still, still just, there. It's the same bin. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah, so a lot I, of messed up shit. I went and checked Alex very quickly just just to go back to the marijuana. Uh, more people are arrested that are black than are white. So in America, you are three point seven three times more likely to be arrested for marijuana uh, possession, uh, dealing, or intent to deal. Three point seven three more times more likely. That's on ACLU.org. You have some very uh, interesting. I mean pie that that figure although horrific doesn't surprise me because of, that's vile, that's that's the way that everybody knows that that is just unfortunately the way things is and it is time for change absolutely with the whole black lives matter movement that i personally and i think i can speak for all of us here all three of us strong supporters of that oh, my my question exactly was um your point was uh, black people were being incarcerated for marijuana-related crimes, whereas the people distributing the marijuana legally and running shops and and profiting off it were white. That that was the yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the so point. Morality-wise, it's hard. It's well. hard for anybody in that, that trade. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard for anyone in that trade to feel good about it. While ever there are people languishing in prison for what they are doing legally. If yes. you are the kind of person that runs a dispensary, good on you, first of all, for, for getting in it to, at ground level and beating the government to it because government-sanctioned bullshit shouldn't be. Don't let the government own everything. Stop letting them run no. the monopoly on every company. Don't, don't have them twisted with pharmaceuticals. Don't have them twisted with your morals. Your morality should come before legality. Legality is great. Morality is more important. Understanding what is right and wrong as a human is better than understanding what is right as wrong as, a, as an organisation. As an individual, on, you on can the point of legality, ethical. can we discuss whether or not, whether or not there's a correct way of saying morality? That's morality. What do you, what do you mean, morality? That, that, like that, morality. Morality. Ashley, you've said morality the entire time. Morality. Morality. <laughs> well, I like the. Well, morality. I'm not going to miss the O. 
Listen, you heathens, pronounce your fucking words. <laughs> that O is in decorum. there for a reason. Somebody wrote that word, they thought, I'm going to put an O there, and they didn't just skip, they didn't put it in there for decoration. It's not like fucking, like, Ikea words sometimes where it feels like they've thrown three Vs and a W in there just to say they have. Yeah, no, you, you make a really good point, as Lee. As Lee. No disrespect to any beautiful Swedish people out there. Uh, your language is incredible, it's just far too complex for my meagre brain to grab hold of. I'm just, uh, just, just looking, uh, Ash. Am I the host now? I feel like you may be. Oh. I feel like now is your time to shine. A the hostile Gallium takeover. Morality. Hostile takeover. Hostile takeover. Tom is big I'm... business, and I'm your local trader, and I'm being taken over. Tom, over to you. The, uh, you know, I'm, I'm occupying this podcast now. Um, <laughs> what I wanted to do today was to discuss a weird thing that I've started to notice. It's about okay. OnlyFans, you know, Ooh. that that website okay. full of nudies. Um, I was speaking to a friend recently in regards to how they felt about, you know, having their partner post images on Instagram, just in sort of lingerie, like, you know, not fully clothed, but not necessarily naked, uh-huh. and how they felt that it was... Um, maybe disrespectful, maybe uh, a bunch of these different words, and and they had reasons for not liking it. And I understand that opinions differ, and I didn't want to, you know, jump down their throat. But it got me thinking about how people react to their partners wanting to make an OnlyFans account, and specifically sort of the argument around your boyfriend or girlfriend or your part your life partner they are not property and Absolutely. whatever they wish to do is is totally up to them but in, in regards to sort of some statistics sorry just to start it all off there yeah. are currently 85 million users on OnlyFans so the people that log in and pay for various you know images or packages from from different uh, creators yep. people that post and then there are a little over a million creators on the website. And wow. it re- it really got me thinking about how men are very, very hypocritical. And I'm talking in uh, generalities, yeah. obviously. Yeah, absolutely. But fr- from the perspective of men are super, super happy to access free pornography on multiple different websites as often as they see fit. Yep. But seem to get offended or upset at the idea of women or even their partners profiting from that truth, that innate truth. That absolutely. So my my rebuttal on that would be: if my partner wanted to post on OnlyFans, I yeah no, I wouldn't like that. I, I wouldn't. That I think in in my in our relationship, uh, it is a party to the two of us. Uh, and to go outside of that in the physical space would be, I, I see that as almost as bad as going out of it in the digital realm. I would find it incredibly challenging if I suddenly found out that like she was posting on Instagram, na- like nudie pics of, of uh, her in undies, for example, because like, if we want to do a new sex thing, one of us just doesn't go and do it. We talk about it and go, Hey, True. Yeah, of course. There's that um, conversation to come. If first. she wants to put it in my butt, then okay, I'll consider it. Give, have a chat with me. We'll talk about dimensions and and girth and okay. how much <laughs> I think could go in my butt. 
But I'd want the conversation first. If you want to post on OnlyFans, let's maybe have a bit of a chat about it. Yeah, okay, cool. I can understand that. I, th- I think that if I, as an individual, decided that my voice is quite nice and I like my sense of humour, and I think my friends have got a nice voice, it's a nice sense of humour, we should share that with the world. I'm going to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Is no different to my partner deciding, you know what, I look fucking gorgeous. I look great naked. I look gorgeous. I'm, I'm going to get it out there. I want to share it with the world, this artwork that is my body. I've worked hard to look how I do, or in this case, uh, Annie exists purely in beauty. Uh, if she decided, okay, I want to start an OnlyFans, I, w- I might as well make some profit off of having this. Fair enough. That's, yeah. that's not my decision to make. But that wouldn't play on any of your own insecurities, no? But yeah, but that's exactly what there are. They're my insecurities, and it's my responsibility as an adult to own them you know, as much as possible. I don't Stop other people walking around shirtless because I don't look great without a shirt on. Not that that's what I'm equivalent. It's not the equivalent, obviously. But from my point of view, I couldn't get in the way of of my partner doing that because it's entirely. I find that interesting because, yeah, in a in a vacuum, of course, yeah, I I understand you want to be supportive of that. I think in practice, you would really struggle with that. So here's here's the way I I I would look at it. Right, Um, my partner is female. Right. And so through just process of deduction, understanding anatomy, you guys and everybody in the world can pretty much jump to the conclusion that she has a specific set of genitalia. Right. And Mm -hmm. by everyone, I mean her friends, my friends and her family, my family. Everybody knows that. Right. It's not a secret what Mm -hmm. is under people's clothes. Right. So. At that point, to me, it's a case of, well, what would your family think if you posted on OnlyFans? They would probably think that that's what you had under your clothes the whole time and it's just now visible in, in a way. Yeah. And then on, on top of that, my opinion, my opinion is also that, Alex, from the perspective of she's my partner and, you know, as part of our relationship... We do private stuff in our bedroom, and yeah, you're right. It's all there's. It's consensual. We we do, we you know we have discussions, all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, like my for the the idea of my friends or family or anyone seeing that from my perspective, it's like just confirming what they would have known anyway. Does a woman have? Okay, would that be any different for it? For example, then to take your yeah to take your example and kind of run with it, is Mm -hmm. there any difference whatsoever between your partner posting pictures to the masses where there is a pay gate in place with OnlyFans versus her sending naked pictures directly to me? So here's the difference, right? And that's all about intention, though, isn't it? Yes, I totally get what you mean. So here's the thing, right? So if she's sending them directly to you, obviously that that becomes you know infidelity and that that whatever whereas when you're posting on OnlyFans, it's much in the same way like posting on instagram apart from the fact that there's a pay gate you're not your your intent with instagram or with OnlyFans is to display something right that can be an idea or in the case of OnlyFans, your body um but so i think that yeah there is a huge difference between sending it to somebody directly and then posting it on OnlyFans because if you were to go and subscribe to let, let's say my partner had an OnlyFans and you were to subscribe to that you are still only able to view that you know you can do what you like with the pictures but 
that's as far as it goes, if you see what I mean. You get the image, you can look at it, right? There's no innate sort of um, infidelity or cheating going on by you just being able to see it. Whereas if it was sent directly to you, then that becomes a, a much, yeah, a, a different... I do think it's so. quite a nuanced issue. Um, Absolutely. And I think, yeah, definitely. The lines, the lines vary from relationship to relationship because, like, I'm not, I don't think I'm speaking on my partner's behalf here, but, like, that would go both ways if, for whatever reason, there was a hosting fu- platform where... I could post pics of my my naked bod or me in Your my junk. sexiest undies. Mm-hmm. The junk that I do stow inside of my trunk and she found out that I was doing that or we hadn't spoken about it or something like that, that'd be an issue because we talk about fucking everything just in, in, in relationships in general. She, she consults me several times just on like buying certain types of pasta sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like we, we, we talk about everything and to suddenly find out that that was happening in the background without there being a conversation, that would be an issue. But that's just for our relationship dynamic. If the two of you are quite happy with them doing that, fair enough, I guess. If, if that's your can... relationship, then that, that's what works for you. Different strokes for different that's, people. That's the thing. Horses is, for courses. Horses for courses. It's all about intent. If, you are, if, if for instance, uh, my partner decided to make an OnlyFans with the intention of making money off of being beautiful, I wouldn't be bothered by that. If, however... Uh, she decided. Oh, I want to make. I want to make money, and also I want to. Uh, I want to do private videos for people. That'd be different for me because the intention Hi, Jeremy, there is to be sexy bits. for an individual. <laughs> you know, being sexy for the masses, for money, hell yeah, for profit. Are you kidding me? If you, if somebody said to me, "Hey man, you want to get naked? We'll pay you, you know, X amount of money a month. It wouldn't have to be a lot, by the way." So, listeners, um, let me know if an OnlyFans is what you mm. want. I just think that, given the opportunity to make money off of something that you're born with take it take that opportunity and why not it's yeah. hard it, i know it's hard not to begrudge your partners or women you know but understand that while ever there are people willing to purchase something there has to be people willing to sell it it's the same with prostitution yes, that, that's an interesting it's the same with only fans have, yeah somebody is buying it you have no right to shame you know it, it, you know, it all comes from this place if you watch porn or you buy porn or you masturbate to porn or you have taken part in anything like that, you are not yeah. allowed to point your finger at OnlyFans girls and say that is wrong. You're Agreed. not yeah, allowed. The only reason the no supply place. exists is because of the demand. Yep, men Precisely. can't wank with one hand and point with the other. That's not how, it, that's not how life is. <laughs> that's a, that's you don't get to eat the analogy. meat and then say you're vegetarian. No, that's, do you know what, that, that's totally it, isn't it? And Alex, yeah, do you know what, I will agree with your point fully. Openness and honesty within a relationship is yeah. absolutely 100% key. And for, you know, decisions like that, they are big decisions. And yeah, I would probably feel hurt or at least confused at not no, or not being told about it. But yeah. at the same time, yeah, I feel as though it's categorically wrong to point your fingers at someone who is capitalising on a market that predominantly men have created. You know, there are men purchasing it and there are men watching it for free. That, 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 that That's the only reason, like... It exists. We are the cause. We are the cause, so we can't turn our noses up mm. at the people that cater to and supply th- that, that Absolutely. truth. You know, and so if I, you I feel just like, in some way that your partner doing it makes you feel insecure, you have to address that problem within yourself. You have to have that word with yourself. Why do I feel like I have the right to say who can and can't see my partner's body? And it's, it's all about intention too. Of course... Yeah. 
don't. I, nobody expects. So this is weird because I I hard disagree on this. I'm more than happy to kind of hold my hands up and say maybe it's just I have a real fragile, you know, I am fragile masculinity personified. Mm. I've, yeah, I do have a problem with that. I would have a problem with people being able to very easily access pics of my fiance on the basis that that's maybe it is just because that's the dynamic of our relationship. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, it's all individual based. I'm very much like of the opinion that relationships should be collaborative, right? You know, Absolutely. It, 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 it's it's two people that exist, want to exist together and exist alongside each other, you know, for for a duration of time, right? You both want to grow individually and you want to be present whilst the other one is growing to celebrate, you know, that growth or those yeah. experiences, those life life goals and whatever. And I think that personally, as I said beforehand... People know my girlfriend's got tits, right? There's, there's no way. I didn't, and now I'm <laughs> shocked, Michael. You can't see it, Tom, but I'm throwing things around my office right now. <laughs> Chaos. Outraged. Um, but so from that perspective, like, I'm, I'm of the opinion that if she's going to make good money from an industry that exists because of men and other men are going to look at it, then that's okay. Gives them no right to, you know, have intercourse with her. It gives them no right to do anything more than look at those pictures. Absolutely. And so, a woman you know showing what? her body is not consent. Porn stars, yeah. you, you fucking, you say yes or no. You don't see porn stars in the street and think, yeah, I can have sex with her because she's done it on camera that couple of times. Bullshit. Precisely. Bullshit, my friend. It's all about context, timing, and consent. Yeah. And so from that perspective... I just wouldn't have a huge problem with it personally, and I. But I do agree, Alex. Though that, you know, you need to have that talk with your partner before you do yeah. anything. I mean, <laughs> relationships. Relationships between two people. Are, 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 it's it's a very beautiful and very private thing for the most part. And those relationships that are people who are polyamorous or people who are in open relationships. The thing with it is, is people go, oh, well, I don't see how polyamory would work. I don't see how an open relationship would work. I don't see how my girlfriend can have an OnlyFans X, Y, Z. There's nothing wrong with that. You're a traditional human being. You're a product of the world you're raised in. Yeah. And if you're if you're willing to have the conversation, you know, if you say your missus suddenly just decides she wants to open up an OnlyFans or your partner just decides they want to open up an OnlyFans and they say to you, hey, look, how do you feel about this? Is this a deal breaker? And if it is, why? You know, what can we what can we talk about? Have that discussion. Uh, there are mm. legitimate reasons why I could see it being a problem in a relationship. I can see why jealousy would come into it. I can see why saying, yep. oh, well, yeah. well, bedroom time is for me and for you and it's our thing together. That's that's completely understandable. No one can take that away from you. Uh, certainly, we've all been with... I mean, you, you've been with partners where, you know, you've had that connection or I'm, I'm very lucky in that I'm with my partner who I have that connection with who I feel like we look after each other and we're very open with each other. And I'm sure you guys feel the same with your partners. You look after each other. You're very open with each other. If you, if your partner suddenly decides, you know what? I'm beautiful and I will feel more beautiful and I'll feel better. And I'll be earning a good living showing off my body to the world. That's, that's their call, but you have to have the discussion. It's the same with open relationships. You have to, it works if you talk about it. You raise an interesting point with polyamory because of course that dynamic works because Mm. those two consenting adults have had a conversation and they've decided, yeah, no, this would work for me. There are also relationships where it just wouldn't at all. Of course. Um, and I do think that mindset and that conversation does still apply to this topic as well. Yeah, you can see why those two are related. So I suppose to, to spin maybe my initial point somewhat, um, I can understand. Would I subscribe the, to your uh, OnlyFans, Tom? Yes. 
get oh, it. That's where I'll I'll that's what link. I was going for. That's what I was going for. Um, no, my initial point was may- was maybe maybe I skewed it slightly. I can understand why you know in different relationships that there may be problems. It, it may not work for everybody. Of course, I suppose the 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 fact of the matter is is that I don't think it's right for people to turn their noses up and point fingers at women who make a living from OnlyFans. I think that's categorically no, wrong. Whether or not in your relationship it would work or not, you know, that's obviously down to the the, the specificity and the individuality of your relationship, right? And mm. that's off to one side, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But having said that. I feel as though it is definitely categorically wrong to look at a girl who makes money from an industry that exists and say that that's a bad thing. We we are all humans. We all have biological bod- bodies. And every other animal in the animal kingdom on this planet is always naked, right? So we're only animals as well. And so if they want to make money from doing what every other mammal and creature on the planet does, fuck yeah, go for it. I think it's great. Why not? A good point to round off on. Yeah, Alex, that's a, that's probably a good place to round it off. Um, I was wondering if you guys, maybe just to finish off the show, wanted to play a new game that I come up with. I love a Tommy game. No, I didn't like the last game. You made fools of me. Okay, okay, right. Okay, so that was a game at your expense. Okay, this game is a game that all three of us can play together. The name of the game is Urban... What the frick? Shinery? Fucking <laughs> 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 oh, no! <laughs> Perfect. You I'm impressed. You. You Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so essentially, what, what's going to happen is it's like that old game show Boulder Dash or the game that you play Fictionary. Essentially, I'm going to give you a word from the Urban Dictionary. It might be a word, might be a statement. I haven't seen the definition for any of these. I've I've made sure not to look at them. I'm going to give you the word. We're going to try and come up with what we think might be the definition. And then I, I will okay. reveal what it is. And we'll just have a, a jolly old time, shall we? Absolutely. I like this. Yep. I like cool. it, Tommy. So the first um, the first word I've got here is Charizarding. So uh, that's Charizard. <laughs> I'm going to tap out because I already know the answer to this one. God damn it, right. Okay, well, <laughs> it's, it's I, Charizard I personally from Pokemon. Think, I think, yeah, Charizard is and Pokemon Dragonman. Yeah, he's a dragon. from what I know of Charizard, his the end of his tail is on fire, I think. Yep, right, okay. And I think so we're going it's, with penis fire. No, I think, what, okay. I think it's more simple than that. I think it is toilet paper down the back of the trousers, l- light it on fire. I, th- I think it's that. Okay. I think it's a good what? prank, fun for the whole family. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Yeah, sort of a different way. I think it's either penis fire or maybe painting some part of your body whilst having sex. It, I, I, that, that's what I'm thinking. What makes you think it would be that? Painting because your body it's orange, urban Charizard's dictionary. orange, isn't it? You could paint yourself orange. That'd yeah. be sexy. I'm into it. Yeah. Just call and that also, fucking it, orange in. Listen, when orange, orange people, they get me going. When Trump was elected, I couldn't stand up. Let's go have some tangerine time. No, Ooh, I don't think yeah. that's what it would be. Okay, well, Ash, if you know what it is, do you, wanna, do you want to enlighten us? I'd like to say that it's where you set fire to your girlfriend's pubes and you come on it to put it out. Oh, dear. Right, okay. Ashley, right. I don't like the words that you've said. I'll be honest. Well, you did right. this to yourself. 
Not Chara's Island. You didn't do that to yourself. Okay. <laughs> so, should we maybe go for? Should we go for one more before we before we wrap things up? Or is that actually the definition? Is that what it is? Yeah. No. Ash. Ash. Nail on the head. Absolutely. God, I'm yeah. So it's fucking smart. Oh, no. Fiery pubes extinguished by. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, actually, uh, I, I don't think that's what intelligence is. Well, what do you mean? When my when my job interview happens for any job, the first thing I do is I go, I have a really good knowledge of Urban Dictionary. Test me. And they go, what's Charizarding? And I say, give me a lighter in 10 minutes. We'll find out. <laughs> give me a lighter in your missus' pubes. I'll show you. <laughs> Just the good pubes, not the missus. Green. You can keep her. Good green. <laughs> do we want another yeah, one? Yeah, go on, Tom. Let's have one more yeah. of those. Let's have one more. Cool. I, I picked these at random. Uh, so the next one is Irish handcuffs. I don't know what this one is. <laughs> Irish handcuffs. Irish handcuffs. Okay. I don't want to sound like slightly racially insensitive, but do you have to be drunk for it? Oh, you don't know, do you? I'm as in the dark as you. I think Irish handcuffing is you um, like a multi-pack of Guinness. You know, you know the um, plastic circles that turtles always kill themselves on? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You get those and you put the hands in and... Uh, and that's that's the Irish handcuff is Guinness turtle murdering Guinness, device. Guinness turtle murdering device. That's that's actually okay. what my band's called. Guinness turtle see, murdering device. See, I, I wonder whether it's not just like green handcuffs, maybe that might be again. I feel like we're going too innocent. Is, I, is it when you're? Is it when you put your fists inside about two Irish people? You're double fisting see, that, that could, two yeah, Irish that people. Could be it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I'm be, sorry, I can't. Sorry, I didn't answer the door earlier. I was, I was Irish handcuffed, and then you look upstairs, and it's just me double fisting two people. You, uh, okay, should we find out what it actually is? Because I've got a feeling that yeah. I, I feel like that might be it. Let's have a look. So it was not any of the ones we done said. Alex, oh, you were the I'm closest. I'm shocked to my core. Oh really? Alex, you were the closest. Yeah, it's when a person is carrying an alcoholic beverage in both hands at the same time. I'm talking dual wielding. Oh, so they can't do anything. Oh. So it's that kind of handcuffed. You're handcuffed. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. That, that very good. I feel like the first one set us up. And then, yeah, yeah. No, I went straight to double fisting, <laughs> and I feel really sick. I've got, I feel a bit ill. I feel a bit queasy. With Urban Dictionary, anything to do with jizz or fisting is always going to be pretty ding dang close. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you're going to be close to the mark with it, aren't you? Because that's what majority of the bloody website is. But how did we enjoy the game, guys? I loved it. Have we got any more? Uh, yeah, is there one more? more? I feel like we could squeeze I one can... in, said the Irish handcuff boy. I feel like I can squeeze um, one in. Just uh... <laughs> What would it sound oh, like God. to clap? With what with two no, people? No, 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 we'll no, just, no. You guys run into each other and I'll move my arms and that's what it'll sound like. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> It's an Irish chariot, isn't it? Where you're being pulled by two people, you're being fisted. You're like you're holding your hands in their asses, and you're on a skateboard, and they're running, and it's a it's a fisting chariot. Ooh, okay, I hate that. Um, anyway, moving <laughs> on to the this. yeah, I ha- I hate it substantially. Uh, moving on to the last one. So I picked this one um, because Urban Dictionary is a you know an, an international website, so it's not going to be just UK slang terms. So I picked this one because it sounds a lot like a UK slang term, but I feel like it's probably not. The word is oh, okay. gobby, gobby. And obviously we would think that gobby means somebody that's just mouthing off. I think I, I got called gobby when is. I was younger. Yeah. Is this an Australian one? Just asking for a friend. Is this Australian? I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know. I think yeah. it's the Australian one, what means so to do a fellatio to someone. 
Which I don't understand if it is, because imagine your girlfriend going, oh, let's go upstairs, I'll give you a gobby. No thanks. So I'll give you a gobby on the back of the servo. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's early Arvo, I'm going to give you a gobby behind the servo. Good grief. I've got my mackers and I'm wearing my thongs. Well, you guys were both, yeah, you guys both na- yeah, nailed it. It's an Australian yes, slang term, meaning... Uh, when a bloke is fellated by a Sheila. Yes, that. And then I feel the, like that's um, a bit fucking stereotyping. Why can't I give Alex a gobby? Is it something else if true. it's a guy doing it? Maybe. maybe no, maybe I, th- I think the yeah, identity specific. issue there is that you can also be a Sheila, Ashley. Oh, thank you. Okay, cool. You can be a sh- you can be the Sheila or the bloke, whichever you fancy. It's it's yeah, it's non-specific. But hey, that was that was my little game. I loved it. Thank you. I got much, to be a Tommy. Sheila. Thank it. you, Tom. I like game time with Tommy. Maybe we can revisit. Absolutely, we've got top one hundred. We've got urban. What the frictionary? So yeah, we. Can I feel like even fight. though we talked about double fisting and gobbies, what the frictionary is still the most offensive thing to come out of this. Mm, I didn't like mm, it. I, I don't know about that. You guys did talk about clapping your hands whilst being elbow deep inside friends. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know about that okay. one. I don't know about that one. But anyway, we're all raising some points here. Um. So to, to round off them, thank you all again so much for joining us. Um, like I said, please get at us on social media at the 33% majority. Let us know your thoughts, please. Audience suggestions for segments and bits, games, anything like that. Just let us know. We'd love it. And remember, always Charizard responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll see you later, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thank everyone for listening. Thank you all for listening. Have a lovely day. Goodbye. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 